The clock. From Hollywood, the clock tonight stars two distinguished players, Lorene Tuttle and Joseph Kearns, and is produced and directed by radio's master of the art of suspense, William Spears. Sunset, promise and fulfillment, birth and death. The whole drama of life is written in the sands of time. Time is a cautious banker who seldom floats alone, and he numbers his depositors in the billions. When you open an account, your balance is always favorable, but discretion must be used in making your withdrawals. Death, on the other hand, is a loan shark whose interest rates are excessive and who inherits from time the banker those whose accounts are overdrawn. Death will gladly permit you to borrow if you sign the proper notes. But remember that payment is always made upon demand. side of it. Turns my stomach. You like fruit, mister? It depends. I used to like it once. Used to fill myself up to the ears with it. Bananas, apples, pears, and grapes. But now... Car smoker? Sure. And light me up, huh? All you guys are the same. Hmm? See a nice-looking pair of legs and you can't hold a light steady. But mine ain't bad, if I say so myself, so I don't blame you for looking. I was always careful about my figure. That's all a girl's got outside of her brains. <laughs> oh, go on, laugh. You and the rest of the dopes. Men are pushovers for a gal who uses her noodle. That's what I tried to teach Millie, only she wouldn't learn. But Millie was nice. Dumb as she was, I always liked her. We'd have the two to ten shift in a roadside near Carson City. Hashlingers for 30 a week from grub. <laughs> I can almost hear her now calling out the orders the way she used to. Two on a raft and burn one. Two on a raft and burn one. Roger. Oh, need some help, Liz? No, oh, I'm doing fine. Oh, gee, what a day this was. I'm dead on my feet. Well, but we'll be off in half an hour. Yeah. Stanley's calling for me. Again. Oh, I wish you wouldn't pick on him, Liz. You know how I feel about Stanley. You're going to marry him. Mm-hmm. He asks me. Then what? Well, then I'll quit this job and take care of our home. Oh, you mean instead of slinging hash for truck drivers, you'll do it for free for Stanley. Oh. Girls got to get married sometime. Not to a lemon like him. You want to be squeezing nickels for the rest of your life? Mary Stanley. Oh. You want to keep wearing seven ninety-eight dresses and $3 shoes? Mary Stanley. You just don't understand. I understand this much. I'm sick and tired of wrestling pots and flattening hamburgers. I do it here because I gotta eat. 
When I walk out of this dump, I'll graduate. Oh, Stanley's got a good job. He, he makes 55 a week, and, and he has a car. He loaned it to me tonight to come to work. A car? You call that broken-down jalopy a car? Oh, Liz, please. Oh, all right, I'm sorry. I shouldn't rib you like that. Well, you're, you're just tough, that's all. You don't believe in the things that I do. Oh, here, waltz this order down to your customer and stop breaking my heart. Millie. Yeah? Come over here to the window for a minute. Yeah? What's the matter? Take a look at that car that just rolled up. Ooh, gee. It's classy, isn't it? Look at the woman coming out. Oh, she's kind of fat. Sure she's fat. She eats good. Oh, get a load of that coat she's wearing. That's mink, Millie. Mink. You see what I mean when I tell you to be smart? She must be ten years older than he is. I'll go back to your truck driver in the corner. I'll wait on these cookies. She was about 50 or 55. She had rocks on her fingers as big as doorknobs and a diamond choker around her neck. The guy was much younger. I'd say in his middle 30s. And he reminded me of a mouse. And he followed her inside as if she was a hunk of cheese. She looked around and sniffed with her nose in the air, then walked to a stool at the far end of the counter. The way Skinny wiped it off for her with his pocket handkerchief, you'd have thought the joint was infected. Well, my dear. Oh, what a dreadful place, Henry. Why on earth did you decide to stop here? Why, I thought you were hungry, Victoria. I'm not hungry enough to dine in the pig pen. What do you have, folks? Just coffee for me. And please make sure the cup is clean. Um, I'll have coffee and pile a mode with uh, chocolate ice cream, please. This place smells of onions. Oh, how can you be so irritating? I told you I preferred to dine at home. I'm sorry, my dear. We'll leave in a very few minutes. Young lady. Well? Please change this spoon. And don't handle the next one with your fingers. Now, look oh, here. Let's have our coffee now, may we please? There you are. I'm not sure I'd like her. Now, so. now, now, my dear. Let's, let's drink it while it's hot. Hmm? I don't usually like it, but I was so mad I flopped around to the coffee and pour myself one. I wasn't so mad I didn't see their reflections in the chromium. I noticed what he did. He pointed to something behind her back. As she moved her head around, he dropped two pills on the top. And I had a hunch that ten would get me fifty. Those pills weren't saccharine. Well, now, uh, how much do I owe you? That's thirty-five cents plus one for my uncle. Oh, oh there let's you get are. out of here, Henry, before I become ill. Give me the keys to Stanley's car. What for? Don't argue with me. Hand him over. I've got business to attend to, and I'm in a hurry. I'll be back in half an hour. I kept right behind their grip, gray sedan, for ten minutes while he stayed on the highway. But when he took a sudden left on an old dirt road, I dropped back a quarter of a mile and doused my light. I followed his tail light for another five minutes until it stopped near an empty field. Then I backed the jalopy around the bend of the road where it couldn't be seen and walked up another hundred yards on foot. He'd already dragged her across the field when I got close enough to see him. And he was working like a beaver to dig the hole. I got back in the car, drove back to the highway, and parked near the junction where I wouldn't be noticed. It didn't take him long, maybe 20 minutes. And when he hit the highway again, I followed him home. I took down his address and rode back to the greenery. Big idea. Die him late. Oh, Stanley and I had a fight on account of you. You told me you'd be back in a half hour. My business took me longer than I thought it would, but it was worth it. Where were you anyway? I'm riding. Give me back those keys. 
I talked to Miss Stanley. Did he leave you flat? Oh, I, I don't know if he'll ever talk to me again. It's all because of you. Well, I won't be around to give you the needles any longer, honey, so maybe it's all for the best. What do you mean? I'm leaving this flea-bitten rat trap tonight. You got another job, Liz? Maybe. And although the guy that's given it to me don't know it yet, this one is permanent. About five the next afternoon, I showed up at Henry's house. It was a big joint with iron monkeys on the lawn. But I knew I could make some improvements as time went on. I was all smiles and flashy teeth when little Henry opened the door. <laughs> yes? Yes? Oh. Hello, Henry. Well, who are you? Liz Hawkins is the name. But we met before. I'm sorry, but Mind I... Mind your manners, Henry, and invite me in. What? You and I are going to have a talk. Well, well, exactly what is your business, young lady? We'll come to that in just a little while. Oh, nice place you got here. Well, I'm glad you like it. I bet you got 20 rooms in this joint. Nothing like a cozy spot to park your hat. Miss, uh... Hawkins. Yes. I'm rather busy. I don't have much time, so kind of explain what you're doing here. Oh. I came to see your wife. My, my wife? She is your wife, ain't she? At least she was wearing a wedding ring when I met her. And when was that? Last night, in the roadside beanery. You came in for a cup of coffee. Oh, yes. Now I recall who you are. You work there. You're getting right in. Real sharp. Where's her bedroom? Her bedroom? Your wife. I want to see her clothes. Would you like me to call the police and have you thrown out of here by force, young lady? Try it, Henry. Go ahead and try it. Where's the phone? All right, I, I, I will. Just tell them to meet me where the state highway makes a junction. With number nine. For a second, I thought his eyes would roll out of his head like marble. But he ran his tongue around his lips and tried to think of something to say. And he followed me like a zombie as I turned around and walked up the stairs. Which room was hers, Henry? Is it this one? No. That one, over, over there. Oh. Oh, nice. Look at all that perfume. Look. What did you mean when you mentioned the junction with number nine? Don't you know, Henry? I know. It's an old dirt road that nobody ever uses, and it winds up to a field of clover. Ever been there, Henry? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, go on. You're just bashful. What are you doing in that closet? Just looking, Henry. Oh, what a load of fancy clothes. Too bad she was such a tub, huh? None of these are anywhere near my size. Why'd she keep her furs? What do you know? Tell me what you know. What's in this closet here? Baby, just look at those coats. Stone, Martin, Ehrman, and Sable, too. It'll be worthwhile to get this stuff cut down to fit. Too bad she was wearing that mink coat when you buried her. But you can always buy another one. For me. You... You saw me? Mm-hmm. Your back must hurt from all that digging. Was she heavy, Henry? Oh, Why did you do it, Henry? Because I hated her. Like I never hated anyone. Until I met you. Watch your temper, Henry. Nothing get rough. See, I got a letter in my safe deposit vault to be opened when I die. You don't want to let anything happen to me, Henry. 
Like what happened to your wife. All right. What do you want? Make me an offer. Have you told anyone at all? Am I crazy? I'll give you 5000 to get out of here and leave me in peace. 5000 With all this inflation? That would just about cover the cost of one lousy mink. Will you settle for ten? Uh-uh. Fifteen. Uh-uh. Well, then what do you want? Just half. Half? Half of what? Whatever you got. You mustn't rush me. I didn't get through looking you up. But you're in the dough, no question about it. And I'm collecting as of now. Oh, this table feels nice and neat. Remind me to wear it home. Annie, nuts, all kinds of fruit. Get your fresh fruit here. I wish you wouldn't keep walking through this car. Every time he mentions fruit, I get so mad I could spit. Light me up again, mister. Mm Mm-hmm. He even gave me his house and moved to the hotel. Said he wanted to be alone because he was nervous. How do you think I had anything to do with that? I was certainly easy to get along with as long as he sent his checks on time. And when Henry got forgetful, all he needed was a hint and a gentle reminder. my mail this morning. I didn't get a check. I'll I'll send one out to you today. And another 5000 this week, doll, for odds and ends. Are you trying to break me? Oh, you're far from busted, baby, so don't start to cry. I'll expect a bankroll in the morning and make sure it isn't late. And have a drink. Oh, you know I don't drink, Lynn. Well, then have a hunk of fruit. There's a whole basket on the table. <laughs> You're crazy about your fruit, huh, Lynn? I never get enough. Oh, I remember how mad the boss used to get when he ate so much at the beanery. How is the old slob? Mr. Willis? Oh, I haven't seen him in ages. I'm not working anymore. I've been married for seven weeks. Stanley? Mm-hmm. Oh, you poor dumb dog. Oh, now, please, Liz. Remember, he's my husband. If you're going to start that all over oh, again, i relax. I'll... Come on up and have a look at my swap house. You mean this place is yours? See anybody else around? Oh, Liz. It's beautiful. I, I thought you were only working here. As a partner, sir? Well, I... Not me, hon. Uh-uh. Here, take a look at this. Oh, what is it? Rabbit? It's ermine dope. It's ermine. It came with the house. Oh. How did you get it, Liz? It was a present from a friend. Someone died. And then... I came into a lot of dough. So happy for you, Liz. You mean you're eating your heart out. Well, I'm not jealous, if that's what you're thinking. I'm not jealous at all. You see, I'm happy with Stanley. You must be crazy. Well, he's good to me. And I've got security. That's what counts the most, Liz. Security. Knowing that what you've got's permanent. And no one can ever take it away. Yeah, there's something in what you say. Makes a difference, doesn't it? At least you're sure that nothing can change. <laughs> but I don't have to tell you... You've got even more of that than me. Not yet, I haven't. Huh? Something I overlooked. But thanks for reminding me, Millie. I'm going to let myself in for some permanent security right now. I waltzed over to Henry's hotel suite and found him sitting on the sofa with a bottle in his hand. Lately, he was getting to be a lush, 
he had something to worry about. But I could never figure out why. Outside again, Henry? What do you want from me now? I've been thinking about security. Security? A girl's got to look out for a future. You know what security is, Henry. That's why you married your wife. She had connections. Big business connections, and she made you a lot of dough. Don't mention my wife to Watch me. Watch your tone of voice, Henry. I might get sore. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah, yeah, security. I've been thinking. Suppose something happens to you. What'll become of me? Who cares? I care, hon, because I'm the only one who worries about it. So I thought of a solution. How did you? We can't get married, but you could mention me in your will. Just leave me your cash and all your real estate. Everything else you can give to charity. You're crazy if you think I'll agree to that. And you're even crazier if you think you won't. Put it in writing, Henry, and bring me a copy tomorrow night. Oh. I might do a little talking about the junction this number night. I see you tomorrow, hon? You know very well. I'll be there. I went downtown on a shopping spree the next day that lasted until after five. Then I had myself a lovely dinner and went back to the house to meet Henry. I waited until nine, but he didn't show up, so I gave him a ring at his hotel. Hello? Henry? Yes. What's the big idea? I beg your pardon. It's after nine, and we had a date. Oh, I'm so sorry, Liz, my dear. I, uh, I had some work to do. I'll, I'll be over shortly. Is that that will? Well, uh, no, not exactly. Now look, Henry, I'm a patient gal, but don't take advantage of my good nature. Uh, well, I have a better proposition for you, Liz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After all, a will is merely a scrap of paper. I can give you more security than that. How? Just be patient. And I'll tell you. I'll be there in about an hour. Bye. I had a funny feeling. I didn't like the way he talked. I felt safe when Henry was mad at me. This new act got me worried. So I grabbed a cab and rode out to the junction with number nine and walked the rest of the way. When I got to the spot where he buried his wife, all I found was an empty hole. for you. What are all them suitcases doing in the hall? I'm moving in, Liz. Yeah? Yes, and you're moving out. Now, don't tell me you're getting frisky. I admit I'm feeling kind of surprised. Before you dislocate your shoulder trying to pat yourself on the back, let me tell you I know all about it. Do you? I just came from your private graveyard and I saw the empty hole. Fine. Then there's very little I'll have to explain. But you forgot something, Henry. Did I? I can still do a little talking. And if you can't produce your right... Haven't you overlooked one little detail, too? Remember that by keeping silence, you're an accomplice to the crime. Henry, you're improving. Oh, thank you. I'm almost right enough now to get your diploma. I learned very quickly from you. Oh. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's compromise. Oh, how? Fifty grand in the first. I'll give you five. Nothing to it. Then you're at liberty to do what you like. You're bluffing, Henry. <laughs> and so are you. I'll settle for ten. Five, Liz, not a penny more. Start writing up the check. Well, I must admit I admire your attitude. You're a realist, Liz, and a very clever girl. Well, it's fun while it lasts, and there's no point in crying in my beard. Well, just to prove there are no hard feelings, suppose we end this partnership with a drink. Come on, I don't mind if we practice. All right. Just stay where you are, my love. I'll mix them myself. Oh, Henry was subtle, as subtle as a kick in the head. 
I could almost see him reaching for his pills before he touched the bottle. And I knew the Mickey he was trying to slip me would last for a long, long time. He put the glasses on the table when he came back to the room. One for him and one for me. Only something new had been added to mine. Now, what will we drink to, Liz? How about your wife? Oh, that's, that's too morbid. And let's drink to us. Oh, splendid idea. We've had such a pleasant association. Uh, incidentally, I brought you a going-away present. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. A steamer basket of fruit. You'll find it in the hall. Well, that was sweet of you, Henry. Oh, not at all. You must have been pretty sure I'd be on my way. I was. Well, I can be as big a sport as you are, Henry, so I've got a present for you. Have you? Remember that letter I told you I wrote? The one that accused you of murder in case anything happened to me? Well? I'm going to let you have it. Oh, you're very generous, my dear. I took it out of my safe deposit box. We'll find it in the desk. The, the study desk? That's right, Henry, on the left-hand side. And you can make out the check while you're there. Oh, you men are smart. You're weasels when it comes to business. And jerks and everything else. <laughs> when Henry came back to the room with the letter in his hand, he was grinning from ear to ear. And when he gulped his highballs and I finished mine, the poor chump nearly laughed in my face. Now, about that check, Henry. Oh, yes, the, the check. Uh, yeah, here you are, $5,000. Is that correct? That's the bargain. Too bad you won't get a chance to spend it, Liz. Why not? Because you'll never leave this house alive. Are you kidding? That drink you just had contained poison, my dear. And it'll shortly be taking effect. How do you feel? Me? Why, I, I feel wonderful. Henry, you're a bad actor. You just can't be trusted at all. That's why I switched our drinks, hon, while you were out of the room. You, you what? How long does it take that stuff to work, Henry? You, you, I wouldn't want to hang around here all night. Why, you, you rotten. Uh, Take much, Henry? Get it, Doc. Get it, Doc. Get it. <laughs> Henry. You might give my regards to your wife. <laughs> my time about getting what I wanted because I don't like to miss a trick. After I lugged all the furs downstairs and packed his wife's jewelry, I went through Henry's clothes. He had $2,000 in cash that he wouldn't need anymore, so I helped myself. Then I took his ring and his diamond cufflinks and started to leave. As far as Henry was concerned, they'd list it as a suicide, but I didn't carry it away. I'd be in Mexico before they found the body. Henry had his car parked in front of the door, which was something I counted on. I couldn't lug all that stuff away in my hand. But as I passed through the hall, I saw the basket of fruit. And I couldn't resist taking that, too. As I drove away, I was feeling pretty good, and I started to count the chips. I figured I could get rid of the furs and jewelry for 50 grand, and I'd sell the car to some Mexican fence. I felt so safe I didn't even worry when I saw the light. And they stopped my car and waved me to the side of the road. What's the matter, mister? State inspector, ma'am. Mind if I look inside your car? What for? Oh, just regulations. Now, what's this? Well, what does it look like? It's a basket of fruit. Uh-huh. Any more fruit? No. Let's have the key to your trunk, please. My trunky? Now, hand it over, please. Well, I don't know what you want, but make it snappy. I haven't got much time. Jim, come back here. Okay, lady, get up. 
The idea's a gun. You've got another passenger in the trunk of your car, and she happens to be dead. It was Henry's wife, all right. Dope had stuck her in the trunk after he dug her up. With all her junk in my suitcase, they naturally pinned it on me. Say, so what station are we coming into? Ours, baby. Easy, mister. Don't pull those handcuffs like that. Remember, you're tied to me. Peanuts. Get your pears. Apples here. Now you know why I hate the sight of apples so much. I was eating one when I was stopped by that cop on the California border. How was I to know you couldn't bring any fruit across the line? From Hollywood, The Clock is produced and directed by William Spear. And tonight's stars, Lorene Tuttle and Joseph Kearns. This evening's play was written by Lawrence Clee. The clock theme was composed by Bernie Green. Our musical director is Basil Anthem. Next week, same time, listen to... The Clock. You might be telephoned to name the mystery melody on Stop the Music. Coming up in just one moment over this ABC station. This program was transcribed. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.